It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the Property Squad studios of WKVL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind alongside Jeff McIntyre. Man, what's what's going on, man? Yesterday, uh, the Daily Grind kind of called. Uh, had to go in early, so I had to re-air Coach, uh, or actually I think I, I re-aired the, the original David Evans show. Oh, there you go. Yeah, man. We've got some good shows to, to kind of rehash a little bit. Uh, so we, we kind of step back and do that. But today, all live, uh, ready to keep it going. Uh, it's football week uh, for the high school guys. Uh, oh, that's right. It does start pretty, this week, doesn't it? It does. It does. Carson Crouch sent me uh, a little uh, impromptu um, interview he did with a couple of the Maryville Rebels yesterday. So we'll talk about that tomorrow with him. But... Uh, yeah, it's game week. William Blunt uh, at Maribel, uh this Friday night, and then Blackman out from Murfreesboro Way uh, at Alcoa. Both will be played right here on Blunt Broadcasting. Uh, WKBL will host uh, Blackman and Alcoa, and then WGAP will have Maribel and William Blunt. There you go. I can't believe it's already time. It is time. Well, it's not time for Bearden because they, they just took the first two weeks off. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless, they get going. But uh, – but, Jeff, uh, I don't know if yesterday you heard the rumbling uh, out towards, I guess you would call it, uh, West Maryville? No. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe East Maryville. I don't know. Like, you ever live in a location? Well, you've probably lived around here most of your life, I guess, your adult life. My but, adult life, yes. So, like, when I lived, I used to live in Morristown, and I had it down, like, east, west, north, south, the whole deal. I knew that's that end of town. In Maryville, I'm, like, completely lost. <laughs> Like, I guess I'm on the east end of town, and it's only because there's a car lot that has their car lot east right down from my house. I feel like they know probably better than me. They've been here. I mean, they put it on a sign, right? No, 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 no. It's not on the sign. It's just that's how you search it via Google. Mm. I only know that because I've hit them up for for, uh, sponsorship for Maryville football. I got you. But anyway, anyway, uh, thumping is uh, I, I I was in a fight last night. Okay. Yeah, man. Did I you got, win? No, no. I got warp pretty good. Warp's a uh, it's a backcountry word from my from my roots, uh, but uh, I got whooped pretty hardcore by a lawnmower last night. Uh, so, you know, I've talked to you about not being a mo guy. Yes. Like, is that a thing? Is mo guy a thing, or is it yard man? Ooh, I don't know that either one of them are. But if you want to run with one of them, I'll go with it. I feel like yard man is like. The whole thing. Like, you're a yard man when, like, you have a garden and you have flowers and you're doing stuff. Like, you have water features and things. I think that's yard man. Rainscapes. Yeah, rainscapes. Uh, but uh, I think mow guy is just when you're, like, enjoying mowing. Like, I don't hold copyrights to either one of those. So, if, <laughs> if either one of those work for you, take, take it on, man. But anyway, I'm not a mow guy or a yard man. Long story short. I appreciate what it looks like when it's done, but it bothers me that two days later it's probably pretty close to being needed to done again. 
Yeah. And so anyway, um, long story short, uh, between rain, uh, want to be busted, and a lot of other uh, extracurriculars, i.e., you know, maybe Yankees Braves. But uh, there's been a lot of things that's gotten in the way of me and mowing the yard, right? And and I will say, everybody's like, do you have a good stand of grass? I was like, well, I've got a lot of stand of green stuff because it's really not all grass. A good stand of grass? Yeah, you've never heard that? No. That must come from yard guys. Must. Or mow guys. But either way. Uh, a good stand of grass. And I'm like, well, no, most of it's like clovers and them little whiskey doos, but um, it's not really grass. And so I kind of sat on my laurels and goes, oh, that's just, that tall stuff's just those weeds. There's not a lot of grass under there. Well, uh, a few days ago, Simba jumped out of it. And then, <laughs> and, then uh, and then you know, the rock slash Robin Williams ran out of it the other day with a rhino. So it was one of those where I knew it was time to mow. So yesterday, I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting off work, going home, literally just doing it, just just jumping on the mower. That way, I can be ready for the uh, um, for the the SEC schedule release at seven o'clock. You know what time I was done? Mm-mm. Dark thirty. <laughs> I literally mowed from about probably five fifteen to about nine fifteen. Did you put headlights on the push mower? No. No, I, I do have floodlights, <laughs> and then my, my little subdivision has uh, street lights, and one of them happened to be in my front yard. That's the only way the front front yard got weed-eated. Yeah, yeah. Fun times. It was like mow it, mow it again, because you had still stuff sticking up, and then go get the bagger and bag it. So like the, mowing doesn't bother me, but I know when I've let it go too long, it just makes me not want to do it. Like I know it's like, oh, I gotta do this. Okay, no big deal. But when I know it's too long and I know it's gonna take me longer, it's like, ugh, this so, is the worst ever. No, that that's exactly right. Like, cause you can run over it one time when it's when it's needing mode. Like you can just go and do, and you you blow it, you know, blow the grass out, and, and everybody that's tuned in right now is like, is, are they gonna talk sports? I promise, <laughs> I promise you, it's coming, it's coming. But anyway. Uh, what I'm getting at is, is you know, when it, when it's time to mow, you can run over it, you can blow the grass. It doesn't look that bad. It's kind of good for it. I hear. I don't read about it, but I heard about it. But uh, but once it crosses that threshold, it's like a pendulum. Once it kicks to the other side and it's overgrown, you're done. Yep, it's it. You're either you're either mulching it, you're bagging it, or you're just gonna look like a hayfield for a couple weeks. Either way is fine with me. I don't care. But anyway, so last night, uh, Laura actually comes out there and she goes, are you still mowing? And I'm like, well, I didn't have a tag team partner. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still out here. And and the backyard's pretty, pretty atrocious. Like, I bagged it, but it wasn't, I wasn't as hardcore as about the front yard. You ever do that? Like, you want, like, I don't know. Is, is this a vain thing? Like, I'm like. I have oh, patches of my yard where. When I get thick grass and clumps, I'm like, you know, I could pick this up, but I'll just spread it out and hope that you can't see it. I will say <laughs> I did just that. So I've got like three patches that uh, um, it's not like dead, but it's it's thin. It's like, you know, comb over level. Oh, there you go. You know what I'm saying? When the grass is tall, it looks all green, but then when you cut it, you see like little patches. So I took some of that that grass and kind of smoothed it over the whole backyard's green now there you go oh yeah it's like patchwork it's like green maintenance 
just throw it in there. Check it in three days. No, no, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be brown. <laughs> it's gonna die right up. But but anyway, got that done, and I'm ready for. I'm ready to talk some sports because I had a a positive. Well, I had a couple positives and a negative uh, that I walked in on when I started reviewing uh, for for t- this morning's show. So uh, Tennessee, I feel like as as we knew who we were going to add, we were going to add Auburn, and we were going to add Texas A&M. Now my opinion was is this was going to go oh. This is how Tennessee's schedule goes. Florida, Georgia, Alabama, A&M, Auburn, Kentucky Vandy, Missouri. And 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 that's that's honestly normal. I, I it probably wouldn't have made me mad. I'd have just been like well, it's no real different than any other Here year. we go again. Well, it's no different. You just kind of you just kind of go with it. You call yeah. it the, you know, the September October from you, you know where. Uh, but anyway, uh, y- you know, y- you just get used to it, and, and you kind of run with it. And when they released it yesterday, that's not the case. They they released week one on Paul Feinbaum's show at 2 o'clock yesterday, which I thought was funny. It was like a teaser. <laughs> and it was week one, and we were playing South Carolina, which made Laura's day because she hates Will Muschamp. Like, honestly, Laura's a helpful person. Not with that guy. <laughs> like, she would literally, like, he'd be on the side of the road needing just just anything, and Laura would be like, oh, next guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll catch the next one. Cause, and you know what did it? Like, Laura, Laura's pretty cut and dry. Uh, the game when he was coaching Florida, which you know how long ago that's been now. Because mm-hmm. he's, been, he's been out of Florida, D.C. and at a couple jobs, and then got the South Carolina job, and he's been there a few years. Is when he was at Florida, they came to Knoxville and beat us ten to nine, and we had checkered Nealon, and he looks up and he said, "I'm just happy to see all these disappointed Tennessee fans." I mean, are you not surprised though? No, 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 no. It's it's quintessential, um, and, and it's very Florida. It's very off the Steve Spurrier block. But I've never heard Laura say those words. Uh, at a TV ever. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Like, honestly, if words could kill, he would have dropped right there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, at the time, yeah, that probably would have made me mad. Like, but. it's one of those, you say that in the locker room, that's kind of the floor, you know, that's a team-building thing. You know, we come into their house, da-da-da-da-da. But to say that on national TV, like I thought she was going to kill somebody. It just cemented the, the rivalry. Oh, if it needed any. I mean, well, Florida can't afford uh, cement. They probably got Quick Creek. <laughs> They're more of a Quick Creek. But anyway, uh, the SEC schedule was released yesterday. Uh, Cade Mays, uh, the the uh, the NCAA sanction deal for for him being released to play immediately came down. They were denied. Uh, the the Mays family was denied. They will appeal. Uh, and and there was different voices that came out. Actually, uh, oh. Uh, Oh, what's his name? What's the the big tall basketball guy that does the? Oh, it's not Scott Van Pelt. I'm about to start throwing names Billis, at you, and I'm gonna mess it all up. What's Billis? What's his name? Skip Bayless. No, it's close. Billis, not Bayless. I don't know. Anyway, one of the big time anchors for for one of the big sports networks uh, actually called it out and said, you know, in a time where a lot of things are getting taken away from athletes. And they already have the option on the table to basically forego or forgive a one-time transfer. 
and that that ultimately is probably going to come to pass from all all accounts. And then you're going to deny this kid. It's the NCAA. Are you mean? Are you really surprised? Yeah, I really think it's in a dark room. You you, you know you've got like a, a a doggy door, and you just shove your hand in there, and there's a yes no paper, and they're like, oh sure, might yeah, because well I mean, they did they give any reasons why? No, not at all. Of course not. not. not they wouldn't all. do that. Why would they do that? And his dad lost a finger. Like that's the so his dad lost a finger. They're suing Georgia, and that was the hardship that was that was kind of lending him to get to Tennessee. And that's not enough. His dad lost a finger in a folding chair. Uh, that sounds like mob-related activities. It doesn't it? But doesn't it sound like, like terribly like, you know, like train wreck kind of thing? Like you can see it happening, but you can't stop it. Well, I, yeah, I mean, a folding chair at a recruiting event. It just keeps getting better. It's uh yeah, it's less than ideal. But anyway, uh, but the Cade May situation is tough because, you you know. It looked to be pretty cut and dry. You know, you, you see all of these guys who, you know, didn't like the offense or didn't like, you know, the, the uniform combination on the road. I'm, I'm exaggerating there. Sure. But, and they're getting like immediate eligibility. It's like, sure, sure, go play. Sure, I'm, I'm fine. You didn't like where you were on the depth chart. Go play. That's fine. You're released. Go, go, go. And then Cade Mays, dad suing my former school, um, uh, he lost a finger. There's legal implications. I feel like that's an unfair environment. Da 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 da. Eh, yeah, I don't know that that's a hardship, buddy. Uh, you're you're just gonna sit this one out. And and man, Twitter went nuts. I was gonna you- say, hopefully this is getting some news because I, I I really want to hear the NCAA respond to this. So so Trey Smith, like Trey Smith, is like the voice, right? Like of of this this generation or this this time of Tennessee football, like everybody wants to know what Trey thinks. It's kind of like when Eric Berry was here. It was kind of like when Peyton was here. It was kind of like when Al Wilson was here. All right, we we gotta we gotta gauge our barometer by what this this player thinks. Because again, there's a leader of the team, right? Yeah. And then this one's the cowboy hat wearing Trey Smith. I mean, it's it's big man on campus, right? And uh, and he he put it out there, basically a picture of him and and Cade working during practice, and it said, "My man Cade's worked too hard for it to be taken away from him like this." Hashtag free Cade or free Cade Mace, and uh, it got some attention. And like I said, the I'm gonna have to. It's not Skip Bayless. It's it's not Scott Van Pelt, but it's one of those bald guys that used to play for Duke. I mean, it's it's pretty limited. But uh, anyway. Um, they're 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 going on about it and they're they're kind of they're backing him a little bit saying listen there's enough been taken away from these athletes this year what what is what is the bounds for for you doing this you know because there's so many people getting eligibility it's tennessee bias right no no well you ain't gonna tell me that's basically maybe the icing on the cake for them Mm -hmm. they have had zero control and zero power through all of this Everybody's running wild, doing whatever they want. Is that like Hulkamania? They, yeah, it's running wild on you. That's man. exactly what it is. And the NCAA was like, "Hey, we have a chance to make a decision. Let's make the wrong one." And so, and that's what they did. They they haven't had any control over anything going on. So let's make the wrong decision just so we can get our name out there. Yeah. Way to go! Congrats, they did it. Yeah, and, and you know, Jeremy Pruitt came out and 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 basically, you know, he. he 
he's not going to like bash the NCAA, even though he probably of course wants not, because then they'll suspend him or fine him or something. Right. He said there's a lot of uncertainty there. He said I hate it for him, hate it for every young man and woman who wants to transfer. Uh, he said I'm the I'm for the one time transfer rule. He said my question is why should we stand in the way of a young man or woman trying to figure out where the right place is for them right now? Uh, that's not the rule. And I hope eventually it will become the rule. He said it's unfortunate for our team. He said, I know everybody that has transferred uh, from our place that I have written a letter of recommendation for them to the NCAA and requested that they be approved for immediate eligibility. He said, I know it's frustrating for Cade and it's frustrating for our football team. Um, I, I think it's one of those pieces that it's just, at this point, it's an opportunity loss. Now, granted, the start of the season's not till uh, September 26th. So there's still time for appeal. There's still time for opportunity for the NCAA to right a wrong. Uh, and, and that's what a lot of the, the media heads are saying is like, this is an opportunity to fix it. You have time to fix it. Uh, or at least to have an opportunity to tell your case as to why you're not. Now, one thing that Laura brought up last night, and, and I'd like to think he's not this big of a bag. But he's like, do you think Kirby Smart like went against him? You know, Jeremy Pruitt's talking because we read this article together, and and I was like, well, I wonder if Kirby wrote him a letter about, you know, immediate eligibility or whatever. Or she says, or did he do the other? So, I mean, how does that work? Do they just have a, a stack of papers that says, oh, I have letters that say do it, and I have letters that say don't do it, and they just count like a poll? How many for one or how? Because well, why would Kirby Smarts outweigh anybody else? One letter versus three or four. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it may be, you know, is there evidence? Is is there something? And I don't even know that he wrote a letter. But what I'm saying is, is I just wonder if it was, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> I hate to use this in times we're in, but it's kind of like unemployment. You know, if you're, if you're let go kind of with cause, an employer can petition to the unemployment office to not allow you to to sure. qualify and given the fact that it's legal with the Mays family in Georgia that's a little messy I mean even even post his exit when he came to Knoxville there was trash being slung by official sites by official Twitter Facebook Instagram handles so I'm not going to say that they're the most diplomatic wouldn't you think that something like that would hurt your recruiting? Like somebody would see that and say, hey, I wouldn't go there because if you actually have a problem, this is what they're going to do to you if you try to transfer. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, unfortunately, I think sometimes recruiting is, is about the flash, is about the, the new look, is, is about the, the what opportunities on the field we've got, and, and all the rest of it's not going to happen to me, and I'm using right. air quotes. I'm using air quotes. Well, if you're not with us, you're against us mentality. And, you know, I don't know. It bugs me because I feel like Cade Mays, uh, again, is – now, granted, there's been a lot of jokes out there. Well, uh, with his ineligibility, you've lost about 45 yards of penalties a game because he is tough. He's a rough player. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when he was on the other side of the ball, I was fussing about it. You know, he, he blew to the he, – he blocked and, and – fought until the echo of the whistle <laughs> so uh you, you know but at the same rate i mean there's there's a high motor there and you know you, you gotta 
before that. But uh, I don't know. I, that's why there's an appeal process. That's why there's a system in place. And we just got to hope that it works out for Cade. Uh, and honestly, you know, sometimes I think you talk about can't see the forest for the trees. I think the NCAA is in that very shoe. They're like, oh, well, we've we've approved a lot of these lately. We better deny one so people think we're serious. Yeah, I, I, it's to me, it goes back to they just they're making a choice because they haven't had a good one in a while and they don't know what to do. Well, like I've always said, common sense isn't always common anymore. No, especially and, with the NCAA. And so you know what? Uh, we're going to make the common sense approach, and we're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to dive into SEC football schedules. We're going to talk about winners and losers. We're going to talk about path to a championship, and we're going to talk about those who their path starts out a little rockier than others. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKBL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKBL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. This is Wayne, and let me start by saying thanks for listening, and I hope you like what we're grinding on today and what we like to call the 
fastest hour here in Blunt County, but we wanted to take a minute to let you know how you can join in. Give your take on today's topics. You can give us a call, Grind Time Hotline, 865-983-4310. That's 865-983-4310. But if you don't have time or you're on that morning grind, give us a message on our website, thegrindonsports.com. You can drop a comment, leave a message, and we'll get your opinion on the air. I look forward to hearing from you. And as always, thanks for putting the grind on your mind. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, uh, SEC re- releases their 10-game conference schedule, conference-only schedule, and uh, there's some doozies out there. Let's kind of open up with uh, the the <laughs> the impact, and I, I use that word probably loosely, the impact of first-year head coaches and what they get in in introduced to the SEC with, yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah, I mean right. it, it's. I really would like to see the formula used to do this. I, I I'm a fan. I'm I'm a fan of the formula. Yeah, because Tennessee's looks looks pretty fair. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of it just because you're going to see. Well, okay, so some teams are going to get throttled. <laughs> and and other teams are not. Yeah, Jeff's really good. If you didn't notice, he's really good at easing into things. He's like, <laughs> they're, they're going to get slammed. They're just, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but here's the here's the first year head coaches and their their week one opponent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've got Sam Pittman at Arkansas. He gets to see his former team Georgia right out of the gate. Uh, probably not when he wanted to see them. 
I doubt it. But uh, but nonetheless, you, you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit. That's what my little boy says. Uh, then you've got um, Ole Miss. You've got Lane. Uh, Lane Wonder Boy Kiffin. I had a lot of other names, but none of them were radio <laughs> friendly. But uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they, they play Florida. Uh, he is uh, he has had a history uh, with the Gators talking talking a little trash. We'll see if Hottie Toddy uh, gets to roll into the swamp or the Land Sharks. Yep, uh, Mississippi State Mike Leach get to face the defending national champions LSU. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, uh, new head coach at Missouri, gets to play Alabama. Uh, that's always one you would want. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't know that they meant to do that. Because I don't think NCAA, SEC, I don't think they're uh, they're calculated enough to make make those things. But uh, they really put it. Uh, oh, I think they are a tough row to hoe. If you if you've ever heard that, uh, those first year head coaches, uh, all four of those could legitimately start zero and one. So so what do you do when you don't have the FCS game at the beginning of the year? What's the next best thing? Give them the team that just got a new head coach and sucked last year. Yeah. yeah, we didn't get that. We got Will Muskrat. We got South Carolina. But you're right. You're right. I mean, when you're looking at if you're trying to make a legitimate national champion out of your conference, you're I'll be honest though. You know what game scares me to death? Week one, like doesn't scare me because. Like again, I'm interested in watching parody as long as one of those teams doesn't have orange on. Sure. Uh that LSU Mississippi State game. If there was one game that I think if one team that I think had a chance to maybe try to upset, it would be that one due to LSU kind of lost, you know, they lost everybody pretty much. Everybody. Now the, granted, it's still at LSU. There was somebody that said the assistant waterboy took another job. I could see it. It's it literally. It was a mass exodus. They, lo- they lost both coordinators. They lost Joe Burrow. They lost running backs. They yes. lost defensive backs. I mean, across the gamut. I think. I think it was thirty something players and about seven coaches. And the problem is, their name's not Nick Saban. He can do that every year, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of fall off. You're talking about Coach O, one team, one heartbeat, can't get. Yeah, go Dagas. Yeah, I don't. I don't see now. Now, Grant, don't get me wrong. It won't last. They'll be right back being awesome again in no time. You think so? Yeah. It's so just, it's I'm, LSU, and I, and I do think he's a good coach. I'm really interested. I think he's a good motivator. Yeah. I think Joe Brady, I think some of his AC – or That's AC, part of it, though. So Yeah, and, and he hired him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like Nick Saban. Yeah, he was a really good defensive coach, but he's been a really good uh, kind of CEO level. But I'm just I'm really and and the thing is 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 <laughs> until he and and I guess a national championship should have stepped him out of it. But I'm still I'm still I see when I look at him I'm like that's a good LSU polo. But I still see uh, I'm Ed Orgeron. And I'm the head coach at Mississippi. <laughs> you remember? Yes. Gosh, I mean he was terrible there. Which it was Ole Miss, and it's just hard to be good there anyway. Right. Right. But. Uh, I mean, even Tommy Tupperville struck like he had some success, and then went on to Auburn and had better success. So I don't know why, but I just I'm I'm interested to see if he's a uh, and I'm trying to put it in 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 music references that doesn't tell my age, but one hit wonder. I'm interested if he's a he's a Gene Chiswick. You remember Gene Chiswick at Auburn? 
He had Cam Newton and won a, won a national championship and got fired two years later because yeah. he started like two and six. Uh, yeah. I think I think he's a he's an LSU guy. He's a Louisiana guy. I am yeah. not going to give them. I, I don't think I'm not going to. In my opinion, they're not going to go back to the national champion. They've lost too much, and oh. his name's not Nick Saban. And oh so, yeah, this year. Yes. Now, if there was going to be a lull year, this is definitely the one to do it in. And the reason I say that is because you look at these schedules, and I think it's going to be really hard pressed for someone to come out eight and three. I mean, I think that's going to be tough. See, I you know a, another game that intrigues me is the Ole Miss Florida game, and it's just because, uh, from my understanding, there's been a lot of Florida players that have not uh, whatever uh, what do you like checked in have not came to fall camp Mm -hmm. they haven't reported i guess is the the right word uh and that that kind of scares me that kind of makes it a little sketchy uh dan mullins has has been a lot of things he's a soothsayer of quarterbacks he does a lot of nice things with offense but there has been some rumblings that uh connection with players and different things at florida hasn't necessarily been as seamless as it was at mississippi state let's just put it that way and so Ole Miss, you know, Lane Kiffin's come in there, and and like he did at Tennessee in in 2009, why not us? He kind of goes in with that mentality. That could be a sketchy game for Florida. That could be a, oh, we're used to playing, because Florida normally doesn't show a lot the first couple weeks because they don't have to play anybody until they come to Knoxville or until Tennessee comes to Gainesville. So – I'm interested. I'm interested in when you you have to play a conference opponent week number one, Lane Kiffin's going to say, we're supposed to lose. Uh, we're going to go in there, and we're going to give it all we've got. And if we lose, it's what everybody expected us to do. But if we win, we shock the world. And I think he's a really volatile piece right there. And, and so the, the, two, the, two, uh, the, the two Euro Bowls, if you will, of the Southeastern Conference, Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin, I just uh, to me they're they're X factors every week, no matter who they're playing. Yeah, I agree. And and quietly, I was okay not playing either one of them this year because it's just well, Mike, Mike Leach. As long as you have a defense, you're fine because he's not going to have a defense. Sure, more than likely. Uh, and, and then with Lane Kiffin, we've never coached against him being the head coach. It's just been with Alabama as him being the OC. So again, that's still a different dynamic. But um, Jason Ward says, you know, Lane will score points. He might give up sixty, but he will score twenty or thirty. Yeah, and, and you know, I think it's going to be interesting how the Land Shark defense because they had they've got some pieces on that defensive side that was young uh, with with old Matt Luke and what what he had done. So I, I don't know. I, I'm uh, I'm I mean, interested. Yeah. I, you know, if you were looking for a storyline or drama, why would you not put Ole Miss on Tennessee's schedule? I mean, that should have been that should have been a no brainer. Well, Blind Squirrel finds a nut every now and again, Jeff, and 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 to me, that's that's a win. <laughs> that's a win for me because uh, one, uh, it's it's the 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 spectrum spanning uh, question because it's it's the happiest moment to a Tennessee fan if we can beat him. But it's probably it's another gut punch for 2020 if he comes up here or we go down there and lose. I mean that's them. Them's the risks. That's the nature of the game. I know, but uh, you know I got some scars 
from the last few years that I'm yeah. not looking to open back up. Honestly, I wanted LSU. I wanted LSU and, and, and Mississippi State. I wanted to play Michael Leach and I wanted to play uh I wanted to play um LSU. That's mine. That was my pool. You got one of them, right? Nope. Neither one of them. Oh, A&M, not Mid- Okay. Yeah. yeah. We got Tamu. Laura last night said, who's Tamu? <laughs> and I was like, I wanted. I had all kinds of like cool little rebuttals. I was like, ah, it's Texas A&M. So let me ask you this. If this is how they've laid the schedule out for this year, you think next year they go back to a more traditional one? Oh, I think absolutely. I think this one stands on its own merit. So that way the rotation of your West opponents or East opponents, given where you're at, have no merit. You know, they have no bearing. Like it, they didn't use traditional <laughs> – shocker. They didn't use like a metric to mm-hmm. drive this deal. So it's 2020 is its own thing. Next season we'll get back into uh, – uh, I think Arkansas will still be in the in our mix. But uh, there will be a little bit more uh, just back to things as normal mm-hmm. uh, season. That's That would be my understanding, my what, what I would understand to be be happening. I got you. But who do you think, uh, you know, looking across this, and again, I kind of sprung this on Jeff late. Uh, who do you think has the toughest road? And then who do you, uh, you know, who do you look at and, and say, hey, um, the SEC kind of kind of dealt them a solid, you know, and, and put them a, a pretty nice little easy schedule together? Uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. So, I mean, anytime – you know, let's let's look for the easiest schedule. And when I look for the easiest schedule, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go straight to Alabama and Georgia and LSU because everybody fears having them on their schedule. So if you look at their, I mean, Alabama doesn't play Alabama, so you can't. That be, always helps. You can't be worried about that game. So if you look at Alabama's schedule, they've got Missouri, A and M, Old Miss. Not worried about any of those three. You have Georgia and Tennessee that you could probably get some trouble out of. Georgia's at home. Tennessee's on the road. So I think they take care of business against Georgia. Tennessee probably hangs tough with them. You got Mississippi State, and then they're open right before they play LSU on the road. That's convenient. And then you have Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas. So at face value, the two toughest games, no offense, on uh, Alabama's schedule, it looks like Georgia and LSU. And they gave them a bye week right before LSU. Again, very convenient. Right. Um, so if you look at – and it's hard to take any toughness away because Tennessee's schedule is always terrible because um, you get you know Georgia, Alabama, Florida, um, and then Auburn. That's probably their four toughest games right there. Um, Alabama's at home, so that helps. Uh, he, here's <laughs> – it's funny. The, 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 the toughest and easiest ones for me, Alabama being the easiest. I think it's the easiest. They literally – their pulls from the east, they play Tennessee every year, but their other two pulls is Kentucky and Missouri. Yeah. It, uh, and, again, we kind of <laughs> talked about this a little bit off air. If you were trying to make a national contender, that's the way to do it because they had the potential to definitely, at the worst, go 8-2. and two. At the worst. I hope one of those losses is on the third Saturday in October. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. But uh, And then the toughest schedule, reciprocating, I think it's Missouri. Did you see their schedule? Missouri is not – I mean, look at their the first gate, three. Look at yeah. their first five weeks. Their first five weeks. Now, granted, Vandy's maybe a bone they threw them, but 
Alabama, Tennessee, LSU, Vandy, Florida, Kentucky Open Week. You know, I, I was looking at either Missouri or Arkansas for the toughest schedule, but I, I got to go with you. I got to give it to Missouri because it don't get any easier in the back half either. Because after I don't know, yeah, Arkansas's tough too. Wow. Well, it yeah, I mean they got Georgia and South Carolina, South Carolina on the road, and then they've got Arkansas, and then they finish out on the road at Mississippi State. So, I mean, that's just tough. Like, what were they thinking? Yeah, I, Arkansas when is... You, you paved the golden road for Alabama like that, and you're like, oh, oh, Missouri, crap, we forgot about them. Well, you know what? Let's just make it hard on them. Maybe they'll quit. Well, you do get Alabama and LSU at home if you're Arkansas. See, that's the thing, and, and that's why, I don't know, I, I feel like dealing tough is easier to say the West opponent, or is a West team, because mm-hmm. they're already playing Alabama, LSU, and Auburn every year. You know what I'm saying? Which same can be said for the East. I, I think you play Florida and Georgia every year. You know, that's that's a dynamic. I would argue Tennessee's always going to have the toughest East schedule because we play Florida, Georgia, and Alabama every yeah. year. But uh, I I think it was a it's it's interesting. I think parody is is a word that you could literally uh, toss around in this mix uh, because there there doesn't seem to be much uh, the the. The Missouri's and Arkansas get dealt a, a tough hand. Tennessee's pretty – like I said, I'm as happy with Tennessee's schedule as I've been in the last 20 years, and this is this is post-COVID. Well, <laughs> and, and the reason that I like Tennessee's schedule is because it's a little spread out. Instead of seeing all three of them tough games, which bam, 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 you know, it's a little spread out where they start off with, you know, South Carolina, Missouri, really not worried about those two. Then you've got Georgia – which is a tough game, and then you you got Kentucky at home, which, you know, Kentucky's been playing better, but it's still at home, and it is still Kentucky. And then you've got Alabama at home, and then you have an open week going into Arkansas and A&M, which those two should probably not be that tough. You've got Auburn on the road. That'll be a tough game. Vandy on the road. I think it can be a tough game because Vandy normally plays up, but – I don't think it will be this year. And then you've got Florida at home to close out, which, you know, that's a good matchup for them at home. That that should get them pretty fired up last game of the year. So talk about a senior day to remember. Wow. Yeah. Trey Smith's last game in Neyland. Storylines abound. Yeah. I the, the way what that I they like, laid this out, like what? Yeah. I like Georgia and all and Alabama playing the week before Tennessee plays Alabama. Yeah. I don't know that and that I'm looking, means anything. See, I'm but looking like at it. when they put the open weeks in and who they did favors for. You know, Alabama has an open week before LSU. Mm. And then you have Florida and Georgia have an open week before they play each other. Yeah, well, that's, that's to gear up because they've got to they've pretty much barricade the city of Jacksonville because the world's largest cocktail party probably won't be the world's largest cocktail party. Right. You know, I mean, they – they gave LSU uh, – so the LSU-Alabama game gets by weeks before they play each other, mm-hmm. too. It's convenient. It's really convenient. Well, I tell you, Jeff's cup's half empty, guys. I don't I don't know. I mean, aren't you guys going to be trying to play to win the SEC also? Hey, did you see what uh, Steve Spurrier said? No. Everybody's talking about it's not a real championship. Steve Spurrier said – Steve Spurrier said the, the, the champion of the SEC and the ACC should just play. They were going to win it anyway. 
Agreed. Hard to say against it. Agreed. Those two conferences have dominated the championship round for the last several years. But let's take a break and listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we'll step back to scores and notes. Major League Baseball right here on the grind. You're listening 100.9 FM and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Wrangler jeans are dependable, comfortable, and look good. And you can find your next pair of Wranglers for the lowest prices every day at Rule King. Wrangler men's performance jeans start at just $29.99. Need some Wrangler jeans for boys? Well, they start at just $19.99. And ladies, check out the complete selection, including plus sizes, starting at just $29.99. For the complete Wrangler selection, visit your neighborhood Rural King, America's farm and home store. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak and in what the Blunt Partnership sees is the best interest of its visitors, employees, and community, Taste of Blunt, slated for September 10th in Maryville, the Townsend Fall Festival scheduled for September 25th and 26th at the Townsend Visitor Center, and the Best of Blunt Awards booked in October are canceled. The events will not be rescheduled in 2020. These fall events are cherished productions that the community looks forward to annually, but the current environment is not conducive to holding large events where physical distancing is difficult. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkbl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us 
on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition, Tuesday of game week. You know, we talked about it a little bit. High school football kicks off this weekend right here on WKVL. You can hear Marty and Heath calling the Blackman at Alcoa game. And then on our sister station, WGAP, myself and Jude Ellison will call home uh, hopefully what is a Maryville Red Rebel victory uh, over William Blunt, but we'll uh, we're not calling that, but we are hoping for that. So anyway, uh, that's just me speaking. So again, not maybe the uh, not that is not representative of the station. Let's just say that's, <laughs> that's representative of me. But anyway, uh, baseball is still continuing to truck right along. Jeff, you know we talked about it uh, the last time we were we were together, and and a third of the season's gone. Uh, now we're we're well more than that. Uh, as as yesterday, uh, some teams are finishing their their twenty first, twenty second game, and uh, and and they're just humming right along. Uh, some teams have uh, have separated themselves. Some teams have uh, have went on to be able to uh, to to space themselves out a little bit, and other teams are still looking to uh, to get in where they fit in. What do you think about the uh, the baseball? I mean, we've saw the second series of, of Yankees Red Sox, which again is the top and bottom of the AL East at this point, um, and it's just there's it's a one team division right there, and and the Rays are going to battle. They're going to be tough. They're going to be the spoiler here and there, but the Yankees are the class of the field. Without Stanton, they're still a monster. You know, and I think this this plays into what they want. Also, a sixty game sprint to the playoffs. Is is what they want because all they got to do is just go out there, hit and beat everybody, and that's it. And yeah. so, I mean, these teams that don't have enough, it's showing. The ones that need help, I mean, it's showing. You know, you look at the Pirates are four and fourteen, the Red Sox are what six and seventeen. It, it's. 
Hey, you want to hear? You want to hear a positive though for your Pirates? Mm. They're not as far back in their own division as the Red Sox are. Red Sox are ten and a half games back. That's They've crazy. only played twenty-one. And they're already half of that back. It's terrible. Actually, they've played 23 games. That's that's the, that's the weird thing about these divisions. You know, you look at uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. They've played 23 games. The Yankees have played 22 games. Uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays have only played 19 games. I mean, when you're playing every day, how do you get that far apart? And they haven't. Uh, I think only the Yankees have had to play one of these uh, these COVID-restricted kind of teams. You know, it's just one of them things where it's one of them dare deals. Yeah, you you have sixty games, and some people are taking it to heart and saying, "Listen, we go out there and we win every night. Period. Right. That's it." Well, I think you know, I think that's that's what I've loved about the shortened season is it's it's college football level thinking. Yeah, I mean, every game matters. You got to win, and uh, the 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 Yankees have went on a, on a little tear to be able to do that. They're ten and one at home, six and five on the road. They're sixteen and six overall. Got a two and a half game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. Orioles are four back. Toronto Blue Jays six and a half back, and those Boston Red Sox ten and a half games back. They're three and nine at home. They have a worse record at home than they do on the road. <laughs> That's. Yeah. Well, the green monster gets well, us all. Well, I mean, okay, so the Pirates, they're 2-6 and six at home and 2-8 and eight on the road. They're better at home. I think just because they haven't played two more games at home. Either way. <laughs> hey, injure a mile, right? Winning's winning. Uh, Minnesota Twins lead the Central, the AL Central. They're a game and a half ahead of the Cleveland Indians, three games ahead of the, the Chicago White Sox, four and a half ahead of the Detroit Tigers, and six games ahead of the Kansas City Royals. Could there be any more un unimpactful to East Tennessee division in baseball? I mean, there's nothing that 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 means anything to me. Yeah, I mean, it's a little tough. Who's the closest? I mean, I would guess maybe Cleveland. Cleveland, probably the closest. Oh, yeah. Absolutely close. Yeah, and the only reason that that I don't know, I like watching them because of Terry Francona. The best thing ever happened for him and my fandom. Was him getting out of Boston? No, because I thought he was a good dude. I just couldn't like him because of where he coached. But the AL West is led by the Oakland Athletics, the Fighting Athletics, uh, as they uh, are three and a half games ahead of the Astros, five games ahead of the Rangers, eight games ahead of the Angels, and nine and a half ahead of the Seattle Mariners. Uh, the Athletics, uh, like I said, this this season's built for them. You know, you talk about money ball, you talk about uh, competitiveness at some point in the season. Uh, I think they're built for this. Their their talent level and their payroll uh, likens them to be good for a little while, and just not the the full pull. So I, I'm a, I am not surprised that they're sitting here and the trash can beating Astros uh, sitting right there behind the them. The fighting trash cans. Yeah, I call the a- athletics the fighting athletics because they have uh, been known to fight a time or two. Uh, the the uh, NL looks like this though. Uh, the Atlanta Braves finally have taken over statistically. Uh, the a uh, the NL East standings they are 14 and 10 overall they are a game ahead of the Miami Marlins which has some catching up to do two and a half ahead of the Phillies and four games ahead of the Mets and the defending champion Washington Nationals uh, I, I like where the Braves are they they have been minus Acuna and Albies uh, for for a few few games here now and they're still they're they're doing it right like last night they stranded. 13 batters 
on on base and still walked off the Nationals. Wow. Yeah. You talk about looking at the Nationals going. I'm looking at an interesting stat. And Tell me. It's the runs for and the runs against. Oh yeah, they've they flat scored. And so like the 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 number one is the Yankees. They've got 125, and the difference is 38. So, I mean, that's showing that they've got some good pitching, some good defense. Mm. Then you've got the Oakland A's. they got 121 with a difference of 33. But yeah, the then, Rays also have 121. And, and then I'm like, okay, so that's pretty awesome. And then you come down here and you look at the Dodgers. They've got 139 <laughs> with a plus 62. Wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, they've got a top-to-bottom lineup. I mean, if you've ever watched them, they're like, who do you pitch around? You don't pitch I'm around just, anybody. As it sits right now, I'm, I'm picking Yankees-Dodgers. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, not a, that's not a tough pick. You, you look at the Central Division of the National League, the Chicago Cubs lead the way by three-and-a-half games over the Cardinals at a 14-7 and record. Uh, one of the best records in baseball, actually. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals-Milwaukee Brewers, both three-and-a-half games back, and the Cincinnati Reds four-and-a-half and the Pittsburgh Pirates eight and a half games back. Do they have a prayer? Do they have a place to come None. from? They're, they're, Zero, Their says. runs scored and runs against is a negative 34. You know, if you don't it, win many games like that. That number is one one vertical stripe away from being positive. Yeah, well. But it's negative. Hey, their, their run differential is better than the, uh, than the Giants, the San Francisco Giants. They're, plus, they're minus 44. Ugh. Yeah, tough. That's all bad. Tough sledding. But anyway, the West looks like this. The Dodgers lead the way. Three games over the Rockies. They have a 17-7 and record, not too shabby. Uh, four and a half back are the Arizona Diamondbacks. Five back are the Padres. And the San Francisco Giants round out the NL West at nine games back. Uh, to me, Jeff, honestly, at this point in the season, probably mathematically they're not eliminated. Some teams could fall off the wagon. But I think at this point in the season, a third the way through, uh, especially knowing that you've got to see, especially Boston to the Yankees, uh, the, 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 the Giants to the Dodgers, et cetera, et cetera. To me, uh, those fourth-place teams, anybody farther back than, than seven or eight games back, I think they're eliminated. Out. Out. I would, I would kick the Red Sox to the curb. Uh, the Mariners to the curb. I would say the the Royals have a shot. I mean that that AL Central from top to bottom is a six game differential. I I would not say that that's finished by any stretch. Uh, I would kick the the Mariners to the curb. I would uh, kick the Pirates to the curb. Sorry, Jeff. And then I would kick the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, to I the think curb. anybody that is sitting last in their division is done. Probably. Well, I don't know. The Nationals are only four games back. I would say that well, okay, NLE- excluding. That division because mm. everybody is really good and they're playing mm. really tight ball. Absolutely, and the Mets appreciate you saying that they're good. That's good. And the and the Marlins, by the way, Don Mattingly, uh, did you see they, they need an asterisk beside theirs because they've only played two games. Did you see that the? Uh, have you watched any any Mariners or Marlins baseball? Sorry, no. I know that's a, I know the answer before I ask the question, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> so they uh, they chose to let the mic go. Uh, with Don Mattingly and the home plate umpire the other night. Colorful, and I'm not talking about their jerseys, was that conversation. I I can imagine. (laughs) But we've run out of time here on the Tuesday edition. Don't miss Top of the Hour. We kick it back to SB Nation and what is your source for sports right here in Blount County. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, 
Take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. <laughs>